Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Today's reading comes from Proverbs 21, verse 7, and then chapters 22, Uh, verse 7 through 8. It reads like this. The violence of the wicked will drag them away, for they refuse to do what is right. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rod they yield in fury will be broken. Well, in our first day in this segment on the topic of biblical justice, you may remember that we talked about uh, two different sides of biblical justice. One could be called the more type of um, retributive justice, what the Kellers called in today's reading, a rectifying justice. This again uh, seeks to put things right for those that are being exploited to pay back through judgment when a wrong has occurred. The second kind they call is primary or restorative justice. This one entails giving people fair and equal treatment regardless of their status or strength. And the reality is, is we need both in our societies, but the latter is far more difficult in practice. Well, I'm going to attempt to draw these two forms of justice into a practical example from the Thomas household. We have uh, two daughters in our house uh, at the time right now. Olivia is 12 and a half and Lucy is six and a half. And as sisters do, they love each other very much, but they also have this little competitive thing with within their relationship. And every night their competitiveness comes to a head around dinner time. Just as the table is being set, they have a race to see who can get at the right hand of the father. What I mean by that is who can sit by dad uh, during dinner time. Now, I like to think it's because they love me so much and they just want to be around me. And I know that's part of it, but actually it really is a competitive thing to them to see who can get over one another, who can find that seat uh, every night around dinner. Now, if I were only concerned about rectifying justice in the situation, I would just say to my girls, look, I don't want to be in the middle of this fight. I just want to enjoy a good meal. So here are the rules. Now, I understand, Olivia, that you're 12 and a half, and Lucy, you're only six and a half, but here's the rules. When we're 10 minutes from dinner, I'm going to set a timer, and you two must come together and arm wrestle. (laughs) And whoever wins shall be the sitter next to daddy at dinner person. Those are the rules. That's how we're going to do it every time, arm wrestling. (laughs) Now, six-year-old Lucy Because she's sneaky and smart, she may soon figure out that if she can somehow lock her older sister in her room and take over that seat before the arm wrestling contest, that she may win the seat by by cheating. But according to the established rules, she would have cheated her way into that seat and henceforth be disqualified. And according to the rules, Olivia would be in her right standing to inherit said seat on a nightly basis. But because Olivia... I know her. She is kind and she's a grace-filled person. She would understand that the way that the rules are set up are completely unfair. Even though she would benefit from them every single time, she would soon advocate for her disadvantaged sister that the rules must be changed and perhaps they can reach a favorable compromise where the seat can be shared equally on a weekly basis. And as their father, I can tell you that that would be 
much more the desired outcome that the stronger would not use her strength to crush the smaller sister, but that she would use her status to advocate for fairness and equitable change. In short, that she would be somebody who enacts justice. And I can't help but think that this is also the heart of the father for us, his kids. That yes, there are times when rectifying justice is absolutely right, where it should be upheld, defended, and actioned out without a doubt. We need that in our societies, absolutely. And yes, of course, we must also be people who move towards the marginalized, to those for whom the scales of culture and society are not only not in their favor, but they are suffering under the crushing weight of them. That we must be people that advocate for the broken, the disadvantaged, for those that do not have a voice, for to those the game is not set up fairly, that we should be involved, that we should be aware, that our hearts should break, that we should be moved with compassion, that we should take apart our advantages so that others could be brought to the advantage of God's kingdom. And as we looked at yesterday, we do this not just as a, a means of, of political gain, not as a political status, but we do this because this is the value set of God's kingdom, that Jesus disadvantaged himself for others. And so we need to be people that do both, that yes, we have the reactionary wisdom of justice, but we also have the compelling boldness to seek out primary justice for those that are disadvantaged, for those that are overlooked. And as Jesus followers, this is why we need wisdom. We need wisdom to know what form of justice is needed. And equally, we need the courage to be on the front lines to embody holistic justice, not just for our own gain, but for the advancement and restoration of the marginalized, that they may see God's kingdom in and through us. And here's the amazing truth of God's kingdom. He uses you and I to be those people. He does all the heavy lifting. The work of salvation and the cross is final, but he uses us to showcase the victory of the cross in our world today. And so you may want to ask, God, what are those areas? What are those things, those those issues that, for whatever reason, they seem to grab my heart more than they grab others? What are my experiences, my own stories of brokenness and of trauma? And God, how do you want to use that to empower me to be bold and courageous to seek others out? See, this is the work of the Holy Spirit within us, that there's no situation that is beyond restoration in his kingdom. There's nothing that we've experienced that is wasted in his kingdom. So pay attention. Where are those passions? Where are those stories of brokenness? And how can you step in to be an advocate for justice that points to God's kingdom? So today, as we close, we pray the bold prayer again for two things, God. We need these things desperately in our life, wisdom and courage. God, we pray for wisdom encourage wisdom that sees and courage that acts and a courage that in our acting points to you and to who you are would you guide us today by your holy spirit to move towards these things in your name amen thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day please be sure to subscribe and share you can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content and remember no matter what happens there is unlimited grace for us today because of who jesus is and what he has done 
For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.